Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, it's March. I can't believe it. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie, grandmother. I'm 63 now. I turned 63 last week, and I've been saying I'm 63 for a while because I like to round up. It somehow feels less traumatic that way. But anyway, I had the best weekend. Abe and I went to see Hamilton on Friday night at the Princess of Wales Theatre in Toronto, and it was spectacular. It was fantastic. It was opening week. I got tickets months ago. I waited I had to wait in line online for a while. They just sell so fast. It's such a popular show. If you haven't seen it, you must see it. And you may have seen Catherine's bit. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to YouTube to look for it because every time I think of it, I think of Catherine's bit about Hamilton. It's in her show Glitter Room, which if you haven't seen it, go to Netflix and see it. If you have seen it, go watch it again. It's I always enjoy it. But this little clip happens to also be on YouTube. You can look for it there. And and as soon as I hear the actor sing, Lord, show me how to say no to this. Of course, I'm in the audience and I start laughing. It's not supposed to be a funny scene. If If you've seen Catherine's bit about Hamilton, you will understand why I found it so funny. Wonderful show. And it teaches you a little bit about the American Revolution, stuff that I didn't know. So it's educational, too. As if that wasn't exciting enough. On Saturday, Abe and I took our surrogate grandson, Evan, to his hockey game. You have a surrogate grandson, Julie? You might be asking, why? Yes, yes, we kind of do. You've heard me talk about my friend Sprinkles and his wife. Well, Sprinkles and Mary have the most fabulous little boy they have two fabulous little boys, but Evan is their eldest. He's 11. And we occasionally get together with the family. Last summer, we went to the beach with 
sprinkles in the family. And we were saying to Evan, gee, it's kind of a shame your grandparents live so far away and we live so far away from our grandchildren. Maybe we should be your surrogate grandparents. And we all had a little laugh. But Evan just kind of went along with it. And he, he started calling us grandmother and grandfather, which I really appreciated. And we got a letter from Evan not too long ago with a fabulous school picture of him. And it was addressed to grandmother and grandfather. (laughs) And he signed it, your loving grandson, Evan. Like, he's just going along with the bit. And I love that about this kid. But in this letter, he told us he was playing hockey. And of course, Abe and I are like, what? We know they don't have extended family locally. And it takes a village. When are you playing? We would love to come and see one of your games sometime. So it turned out he had a game coming up this Saturday. So we we said, Sprinkles, let us know when the game is and where, and we'll go. We had time on Saturday. But Sprinkles and Mary weren't well, so they weren't going to go. And I said, if Evan is well and if you're comfortable with that, why don't we just take him to the game? And so they ran it by Evan, and he was fine with that. I mean, what are grandparents for? So we got to see Evan play in his hockey game. He scored two goals. It was great. I really appreciated being able to go. And then we took him out for a treat later and dropped him off at home. I must give Sprinkles a call and see how they're doing. They were really not well. So that was Saturday. And then on Sunday... We went with Alan and Carrie to see Rock of Ages. It was one of the preview shows at uh, one of the Mervish theaters in Toronto. I forget what they're calling it now. They keep changing the names of the theaters. It was fantastic. A friend of theirs was playing one of the lead roles, the uh, rock star. Stacy Jacks was the rock star's name. Set in the 80s, all this fabulous 80s music, schmaltzy little plot. But you know what? It was fun, fun, fun. And that was Alan's very first time going to any musical theater production, which kind of shocked me. Not everyone loves musical theater, but if you grew up listening to 80s music, Rock of Ages is a lot of fun. And the production was spectacular. And then after that, of course, we went out for a few little drinks. I had three cancer-causing scotches, which is binge drinking, according to every study they've been doing. I also had two glasses of wine at the show. And we had something to eat, and the guys played pool, and Carrie played pool, and it was just a great day. I went to bed Sunday night feeling the warm glow of having had just the loveliest, loveliest weekend. And you know, after the pandemic and everything, it's just It was so long when we couldn't do anything like that, so I really appreciate it even more. Thanks, Carrie. I want to touch base a bit about last week's podcast, in case you heard it. I talked a bit about booze and the new Canadian study, and also my personal relationship with booze. And I think ah, there was one part where I don't think I really expressed myself very well. One of the things I said was that I was nostalgic about the sexism from the 60s as portrayed on the fabulous HBO series Mad Men. And it's not, I got thinking about that, and it's not so much fond nostalgia, but more of a sense of familiarity. And I think part of it is validation that this was not a figment of my imagination. 
Because I've been told that the world is and has always been equal for women. As a matter of fact, we have it a lot better because we've never had to invent anything or and we've never had to do the hard work or the dirty jobs. So, yeah, when I see Mad Men, it so accurately portrays the sexism that it feels comfortable because I lived through it. But it also makes me feel some validation that I'm not crazy to have felt the way I felt. And also a bit, well, and also sad for my mother and all the women of that era. And then someone messaged me saying that what I went through was abuse. Okay, I suppose it was. But I don't think it was intentional. Although you could argue that most abuse is probably not intentional, how many of us wake up in the morning and think, oh, today I'm going to treat my loved ones badly? I don't think most of us do that, only the rare sociopath. But we're all human, including parents, and I have a lot of compassion for what Ted went through as a child. From what I understand, he had a nervous breakdown when he was only about 12. And I know his father was an alcoholic. One of Ted's sisters told me that grandmother, I'm her namesake, grandmother actually left grandfather with six children way back in the day when women couldn't get a decent job and leaving a marriage, at least for regular people, was certainly not socially acceptable. I cannot imagine how bad it was for her or the courage it took for her to put her foot down to that extent. Not only that, she had converted to Catholicism to marry grandfather, and she believed in till death do us part. I'm I'm sure even if she had never gone back to him, she probably never would have divorced. I don't even know what the divorce laws were in 1940 or whenever that was, 45. So she had to have been protecting her children to make such a dramatic move. But apparently Grandfather got the message, because he was instrumental in starting a local Alcoholics Anonymous chapter, and he became quite the AA champion and advocate. One of the things that helped him, according to Ted's sister, was that he made really good friends who were not boozers. And I think one of the difficulties with quitting drinking is that that is tied up into your social life. And if all your friends are fellow drinkers and your social life is going to bars and drinking every night at home, how do you stop drinking without changing your whole life? You pretty much have to change all your friends and start doing completely other things. I remember Ted telling me in later years, I was a grown woman married with children, that he knew he should probably quit drinking, but he loves that part of his life. So he couldn't even imagine what he would do if he quit. He just really didn't want to. But my grandfather changed his life entirely, although he slipped off the wagon periodically. I remember Dorothy telling me that he drunkenly held a knife up to her neck when she was about 18 or 19, and she hadn't even married Ted yet. So who knows what Ted had gone through growing up before he quit drinking. Ted was the eldest of eight children. Add to that the stigma of talking about family problems back then. Can you imagine? The emotional restrictions that boys and men had. They still have them now. But can you imagine 
back in 1940, 1945, it was not considered socially acceptable for men to express how they felt, unless, of course, it was anger. There were certainly no mental health support systems available. So I have a great deal of compassion for why people do the things they do, even while I don't excuse their behavior. We are complex beasts. I also think it's important to move forward and not get stuck in blaming your parents for everything. I've made mistakes. I'm sure I've hurt my children, and I never, ever meant to. There's no way my parents meant to hurt me. You know, maybe maybe if things had been different, Ted would have been able to talk to me about the situation and say, look, I'm really sorry. I can't believe I behaved that way. It'll never happen again. And then actually make sure that it never happened again. That's the key. When people say it'll never happen again and then they keep doing the same thing, well, your trust is then really compromised. But we never mentioned it. And the other thing, when I hear people talk about their therapist, you know how people will say, well, my therapist says, I always feel a bit like, seriously, how can all these people afford to have a therapist? Because every time I tried to find one, the cost was probably $250 an hour or more. And I guess it's money well spent. Can you really put a price on your mental health and well-being? But geez, if you go to a therapist at $250 an hour, and the hour is usually only 45 minutes, they allow 15 minutes for admin and coming and going, that's a minimum of $1,000 a month, which is unaffordable for most and would be quite a burden for most of the rest of us. But I have a therapist now, Brandon. Yep, you know your therapist is a very young guy when his name is Brandon. He's qualified, but he's, and I can't remember exactly what his qualifications are, but I do know that he's gone back to school for additional qualifications, a PhD or something. I really don't remember. But because he's a student, and this is part of his... um, requirement, he only costs $110 an hour. And $110 is still a lot of money and still beyond reach for most people. But it's a heck of a lot better than $250 or $300 or $500 an hour, which is pretty much what everyone else was. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start talking to Brandon. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I was kind of worried that I would feel weird talking to some young guy named Brandon about all of my baggage, but he's good. And let's be honest, anyone in the field who hasn't retired is going to be younger than I am, so fine. I don't expect him to help me solve my deep-seated issues, but I do really like just having an objective third party to kind of just bounce things off or vent to even, because I worry that sometimes I'm too negative. I mean, I share with my friends, but I worry that I burden my friends or that or that they'll agree with me if I'm running something by them because they're my friend. You know, sometimes you're like, hey, am I crazy? This is how this went down. I don't know if I'm seeing this wrong. Maybe if someone's my friend, they're going to say, oh, no, you're right, Julie, when I'm not actually right. And I'm trusting that Brandon won't do that. So I sometimes think sharing just with friends is too much. And most of the things I ruminate about are beyond my control to change anyway. So sometimes just 
talking about it out loud with Brandon helps get things off my chest. And I have to say, I think it's improved my sleep, if nothing else. So, thanks, Brandon. Brandon doesn't listen to this podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The other thing I talked about recently was our big trip to Ecuador and Peru, and Peru got canceled. Ugh. We did not have a choice. There are a lot of political challenges going on in Peru, so apparently it wasn't safe to go. Fine. We got an email. It was last minute. And we were assured that we would get a credit for the rest of the trip that we didn't take. Now, the trip was supposed to be, I think, two weeks and three days or something like that. What was canceled was seven or eight days, so almost half. So I expected not to get half because I understand the um, the flight from North America to South America is a huge chunk of that. So I thought maybe we'd get about a third back. And the other thing is we booked it through we booked it through a tour operator called Exotica, and it says on the website, like kind of in big obvious print, travel protection included. We've got you covered wherever you go. And then it says, trip refund guarantee. In the unlikely event that we need to cancel your trip, you will be guaranteed a refund within 14 days. Exotica is a member of ASTA and adheres to blah, blah, code of ethics, commitment to quality service, blah, blah. So fine. I thought we might get about a third of the cost back. But we were given a credit of $1,300. Where can we go for $1,300? Absolutely nowhere. And it's a credit, not a refund. Fine. But let's say, even if we say, where can we go for $2,300? Because they did actually fly us home. So let's say $1,300 plus airfare. Still, even if we say $2,300 each, we're talking five grand to go anywhere plus expenses, which I think is a lot of money. We just spent a fortune. I shouldn't even say we. Poor Abe paid for this whole trip, which was which for us was the trip of a lifetime. I was nervous to even book it because it was for so long, slightly over two weeks, and so expensive. It was over eight thousand dollars plus expenses while we were away. 
we sure didn't think we'd be doing this kind of thing regularly. So it was a big deal to us. Not to mention the three grand he spent on vaccinations. Yeah, vaccinations to go to these countries are very expensive. They're not covered by, well, they might be covered if you had extended coverage with an employer, but we don't. Well, we do now, but we didn't. So over $10,000 it ended up costing for this trip. And then when half of it was canceled, we get a credit of 1300 which we can't even use unless we spend more money with Exotica. I feel very uncomfortable about the whole thing, which unfortunately detracts from the trip. And the other dumb thing is, you know, we bought a beautiful handcrafted wooden mask in one of the villages, one of those things you'd hang on a wall. And wouldn't you know it, when we were checking in at the airport, we realized we had left it in the room. We didn't have it in our suitcase because we packed light, thinking we were going to just have carry-on. In retrospect, one of us should have gone back in the taxi to get it. And I suggested it at the time, but we were completely out of cash. We could have gone to an ATM. There was one at the airport. But then I was worried there might be unexpected traffic, and what if one of us missed the flight? So at the time, we decided we'd be better off just contacting the hotel and paying for them to send it to us. So I have spent the last couple of weeks, almost every day, trying to get in touch with this hotel. I've contacted the tour operator, the tour leader. Every time I tried to phone, the call wouldn't go through. I emailed them. I messaged them. I DM'd them on Instagram. I finally tagged them on my podcast post about the trip with the comment, don't forget anything at the hotel if you want it sent to you or they will ghost you. Now, I'm not certain the public comment is what motivated a response, but I heard from someone the next day. Then back and forth on could it be sent, how much would it cost? Finally, the guy messaged me saying it would cost about $200 US. And I'm thinking, oh my God, because that's a lot of money. That's more than we paid for the mask. And I'm still so mad at myself that I didn't just get back into a taxi and go get it. Do I really want the mask that badly? But if I don't get it back, then it's the money that we spent on it that we don't have, and it's really the only souvenir we got. And Abe agreed we should probably just have it sent. So he went to the local FedEx store to find out if $200 was really a reasonable cost expectation. Unfortunately, FedEx here could not get an estimate from this end, but to send there would be be close to that, so now I'm in this back and forth to get them to send it to me. I would have been totally prepared to eat the cost of this trip cancellation if we had decided to bail, but I stupidly trusted that we would be compensated a reasonable amount based on the trip refund guarantee. So, live and learn. I did not get extra travel insurance also because of the trip guarantee, and... I kind of feel like insurance companies should be called premium collectors because I don't trust that they're ever really going to pay up. I've never had to submit a claim to an insurance company, but I just don't trust them. I don't trust them. I have had an insurance company cancel our home insurance, which really fuels my mistrust. When we bought this house in Toronto, I dealt with my same insurance broker from Sarnia. 
thinking it would be fine. I told them we were completely gutting the place. I told them we were doing it ourselves because they wanted to know who the contractor was. I was very, very transparent about the extent of the renovations and what we were doing. And I even told them that we wouldn't be living in the house because it was being gutted and you couldn't live in it with no water or electricity or heating or anything, that we were living two doors down. And they're like, oh, but the house is vacant. I mean, you have to pay extra for it to be vacant. I even asked them at the time if we had to pay extra to make sure we were covered during these renovations because I thought, well, these are pretty extensive. There is a higher risk of something going wrong. No, they said it should be fine. You're just doing the renovations yourself. Okay, uh, but I really don't think in retrospect the broker understood the extent of the renovations. I think when they hear renovation, even if you tell them you're gutting it and you're replacing everything, all the infrastructure, they still kind of visualize flooring and kitchen and bathroom. I don't know what they thought. All I know is I was very, very transparent about the extent of what we were doing, that we couldn't live in it because it was uninhabitable, and we weren't sure how long it would take because we didn't have a contractor. And even if you do have a contractor, let's be honest, you never know how long something's going to take. They can't estimate very well. If any of them can, I'd like to know who they are because they're worth their weight in gold. So we got a call from the insurance company saying, oh, we need to do an inspection. And I said, but we're not done. And they said, oh, okay, well, we'll schedule it for a couple of months out or something. And I went, okay, will it be done then? And I said, I don't think it'll be done, but I mean, you can inspect it whenever you need to, because I hadn't lied about any of it. So then eventually we had to schedule it, and this inspector comes, and Abe was here, of course, because he was spending probably 12 hours a day minimum at the house doing the work, and the inspector looks around. We're still not living in it, of course, because it's not ready, takes some notes, talks to Abe, and then we didn't get a phone call or anything. We got nothing except a notice from our mortgage company saying, your insurance has been canceled, and that puts your mortgage at risk because you have to have house insurance to have a mortgage because if something happens, the mortgage company wants to make sure they get their money. So I'm looking at it going, holy cow, they canceled our insurance? They didn't let us know? I had no idea that this was going to be a problem because at no point did I mislead them about any of this. So then I tried to get estimates for insurance from another company. And one of the first questions they ask is, have you ever been canceled? I'm like, yeah, been canceled. And that's it. No, you can't apply. They wouldn't even have a conversation. So I'm like, what the hell? Now what am I going to do? Like, I have no idea. So then I contacted my uncle, who is a successful businessman, and he he used to be a VP of TD Bank, and now he... And then after that, he did other kinds of consulting. But he put me in touch with a quote-unquote high-risk insurance company. <sighs> Fine. So at least the high-risk insurance company would talk to me. They explained a normal insurance company will never cover this kind of construction. 
And I said, but I told them about it. And it's sort of like uh, the attitude was like, sure you did. I did. But you know what? In those days, it was 2007. I don't necessarily think I had it in writing, but they had been my insurance company in Sarnia for years, so I never really thought anything of it. And then we ended up getting this high-risk insurance that cost us about triple the amount. So then our insurance went from whatever the normal house insurance was to something like five grand a year or something like that. And, you know, my uncle said to me at the time, well, you know, they're not really insurance companies. They're just premium collectors. And I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. And the other thing I said to the guy was, I wouldn't even submit a claim unless the thing burned to the ground and I had no choice. Like, come on. So we ended up having to pay all that extra money for years. And then finally, I don't know how long, maybe we paid that for close to 10 years. And then eventually we were able to get back on board with normal insurance rates. But wow. Then I had this other insurance company in the meantime because they changed hands. Lenny, he kept saying, well, you need to get uh, pictures of your roof and you have to get all of this stuff for your insurance to be extended. And I went, no, I'm not doing that. How am I supposed to get pictures of the roof? Well, you can get drone footage or something. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, we're not going to cover this if you don't have pictures of the roof. Fine, exclude the roof. And this was uh, still one of the really expensive companies. It was transitioned to this Lenny guy from the original company. Then we installed a boiler in the rental property with in-floor heating. But it's a residential boiler. Lenny sends me this rider about extra insurance costs in case your boiler explodes and it was for commercial heating systems and boilers. And and I looked at the policy. I start reading it and I'm like, this is for big commercial buildings, not for a three-unit semi-detached with individual boilers in each thing. I just, ugh, I have trust issues with insurance companies. Having said that, next time I travel, I'm still going to get travel insurance. If something will go wrong on a trip, it'll go wrong for me. The other thing is, if you're in Ontario, you should always book with a TICO registered travel agent because you might have recourse there. But this ASTA didn't do us any good. TICO works because there was another cancellation. The very, very first time that Abe and I booked one of those all-inclusive trips, we booked it through a company called Canada 3000. And we were starting to hear in the news before the final payment was due, oh, Canada 3000 is in trouble. But we had booked through a travel agent. So I said to the travel agent, well, is this really going to go through? Should I make the final payment? And she's like, yeah. I think it'll be fine. There's no way the government is going to let this company fail. Well, wouldn't you know it? The company failed. The trip was canceled. We were so disappointed because it was, I was 42 years old. But this was the first time I had ever been on an all-inclusive trip south. Certainly the first time Abe had been. But to have that canceled was really disappointing. So I talked to the travel agent, and we ended up booking another trip. But what that meant was we had to pay for the other trip that we booked and then hope that we would get a refund 
from the cancel trip, but because we booked through a Tico-registered travel agent, if we had booked online, we probably wouldn't have gotten a refund unless maybe the credit card company stepped up. But because we booked through a Tico-accredited travel agent, we ended up getting a full refund. It took a few months for us to get it, but in the meantime, we were out that money, which was a drag, but at least we got it in the end. So anyway, hopefully we can find something within the next couple of years on Exotica where two of us can go somewhere for $1,300. But I'm not really optimistic. But more importantly than that, don't be so selfish, Julie. I do hope things are okay and become safe in Peru. Missing out on a vacation is a pretty luxurious problem to have. Thank you for listening. If you have anything you'd like to share, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Jewel Says is produced, written, recorded, edited, mastered by me, Julie McCarthy. Music by Julie McCarthy. Oh, and that headshot that's in my artwork is by Tim Lays. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.